0: No lips can utter the words of truth If within his own heart deception lies When born not of love But from the empty abyss of injustice They fall like withering leaves To be gathered in a pile for their disposal Then on to the receptacles To be filled with not hope but hopelessness but the conscious mind doesn't waste words takes heed takes caution seeing that his words are actions so that when his words fall they do not fall aimlessly to the floor but into the receptacles of the soul even bones tissues and cells are affected Summer Rose the Poet (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're, you're, you're listening to
2: spoken soul sessions session. you ready my man you
0: poetic and nothing holding me back but me and Who's holding you with you, you? Check this out, man! Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh my God!
2: This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic.
0: Black. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and lute dances got us here.
2: You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic. black.
0: We we'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here today. What's good, family? What's good? Today, we have a very special show. I stumbled upon this artist, and she is definitely phenomenal. Phenomenal let me give her the proper introduction she deserves i'm talking about none other than summer rose the soul poet summer rose is a creative writer poet and educator she has a passion for people and love for the arts she enjoys teaching and mentoring youth and adults her aim is to spark hope encourage and empower others through her poetry, writings and creative workshops to see themselves as their agency through their own strengths. Ladies and gentlemen I want to welcome to the Spoken Soul Session studio the lovely, beautiful Summer Rose the poet hey queen how are you doing today that's beautiful i'm happy to have you here in in the spoken soul session studio i've been waiting to do this interview because i i kind of stumbled upon you on instagram and i was like who is this sister man she's her words are are beautiful. They're kind and they're very, very inspirational. So Miss Summer Rose, the poet, let me ask you, let me start the interview off by asking you the number one question I ask all my guests is Miss Summer Rose. Why poetry? Why spoken word? You know what?
2: I'm. Um- Thank you so much for, um, you know, setting up this interview. I know it was kind of been the works, but I'm really happy to be here. And let me just jump in and say, you know what, when you think about our voice and how important a voice is, we all have a voice. We all have something that we can share. And um, my 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 instrument is actually my voice. And so for me, um, you know, being in the art space, writing is something that I enjoy and using my voice to share a message to inspire hope is um, the way I can do that so through poetry poetry has given me that space to express my creativity um, to use my voice in that way the written word um, has a powerful way of connecting other voices as well so that's a a little bit of the reason why um, also I just love words I think I like to paint with words so to speak So I think that, um, you know, our voices are important. And this is why poetry is my means to express my voice.
0: Most definite. Most definite. Your words are definitely inspirational. Like I follow you on the gram and I see you pop up into the different shows and everything. And I try to follow you every time you go into the shows because you always have something to say and you always have a word or words of encouragement. That's what I love about your following and, you know, what you represent. So how long have you been doing spoken word?
2: Um. Well, I have been writing since I was four years old. I made my first poem about a cat.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: As my mom said, I wrote an actual poem and I thought, okay. But getting into spoken word, um, in terms of just the art of it, the, the creativeness of it, that came a little bit later and more towards the middle of high school, mm. you know, um, being in, growing up in an urban city, um, I was inspired by, especially like rap music, um, sometimes in hip hop. But then I got to hear like some people speak at events and do spoken word. And I said, oh, this is different. Um, it kind of reminded me of speech arts, but this had the rhythm and the flow of like some of the the rap music that I listened to, but in a different way. So it started kind of that letter part of my high school um, time. And I just, I used to just write, not for sake of entertainment or to um, perform per se, but it was a way to just kind of get things off my chest. Like, you know, speak to an issue or speak to the greater voice in society, like whatever is happening, you know, I'd write something about it or just maybe what I was feeling.
0: So that's where it all began for me. That's deep, man. Like a lot of us, a lot of us, we find ourselves being drawn to the spoken word. Like me, myself, you know, I stumbled upon poetry when I was about 14. When I was about 14 years old, Mm -hmm. I kind of realized that I was able to put words together. I was able to put my thoughts on paper better than I can put my words or I can articulate them like in person. So I found some type of comfort in the written word, but it wasn't until I got older that spoken word was just coming at me from different angles. Like every time I tried to avoid it, another outlet will come and present itself to me. And it was like, wow, this, this must be my calling. So like a lot of us, you know, like at a young age, we definitely realized that love, that zeal, To be able to gather words, put them together to express ourselves in order to inspire, you know. So I think that's I think that's very profound. So so you said you've been doing poetry for since you was four years old. So now let me ask you, like what type of uh, what type of poetry that do you listen to that you draw inspiration from? Like what's what's some of the poets that that inspire you to write?
2: Um, definitely like our, you know, our leaders. Um I mean leaders in, in, in terms of like the black voices activist. Um I love a younger poet younger, but she's a she's not a younger person. Her name is Aja Mane.
3: Mm-hmm. Um
2: she's really dope. She is um she's she's a poet that has an activist. I call I call her an artivist because mm. she used you know, that form of you consistently demonstrate um you know she speaks she speaks broadly but she addresses issues so i I, I look up to her um our grades like Maya angelo mm. um a lot of the names are not coming to me um you know our activists our Langston Hughes mm. and you have a list that just goes on and on but for for me right now I think the woman because I'm I relate women as a woman and um Nikki giovanni like I can I can yes connect. From that angle, Mm -hmm. Um, I actually been told one time that I sounded like her and it was funny because I don't like consistently listen to them. But for Mm -hmm. me, Maya Angelou, she speaks in a different way. And I'm always I always gravitate to poetry that makes me think of something in a way that I would have normally not thought about it like it provokes thought in such a way i'm a i'm a, much of a thinker personality mm-hmm. so yeah those are the those is where i draw my inspiration also just um the variety of styles of poets that are out there um so for me yeah that's it's 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 a it's a broad range but for for just to name a few those are the few that like come to my mind
0: definitely definitely Nick, nikki giovanni man i think she is amazing she's definitely one of my inspirations also you know, so definitely, you you do remind me of her, in 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 essence, because her delivery and your delivery, as you as my audience will we about to uh, get into that, you can hear this beautiful poet right here express herself in her own words. That in the beginning of the show, my audience know that I usually spit a poem in the beginning of my shows, but when I'm doing interviews, I like to put the spotlight on the artist that I'm interviewing and I wanted to be able to read one of your pieces and I and and I thank you for allowing me the uh the permission to read one of your pieces and sometimes it's good to hear your words in other people's mouths to see how it affects them to see how they're inspired to see how they project your words in order you know you can just see like wow my words really affect people My words really have power to inspire. So definitely that was a snippet of one of your poems. Uh, What's the name of that poem that I spit in the beginning of the show?
2: All right. So that poem and thank you for reading it. um, I appreciate that honor. Um, The poem is called Words Spoken. Words
0: Spoken. Words Spoken. I was like, it's not just spoken word. It's words. Mm hmm. (laughs) definitely definitely it is is deep no lips can utter the words of truth that first statement right there no lips can utter the words of truth that right there alone makes you pause and be like wow because there's a difference when you're reading literary work as opposed to being a, a, a performance artist when you read someone's work and that's what's so beautiful about the way you even wrote that poem the way you wrote it and the way you uh You portioned it out in the stanzas. It made it an easy read. Like some people, they don't know how to structure their poems in order for it to be read. But I noticed that your poems are very well written. And when you recite them, they're very well recited. So we're going to get into that. But I'm going to play a a commercial from one of my sponsors and let me set the stage. So get ready. I'm going to set the stage for you. And we're going to hear the words of Summer Rose, the poet.
1: Hello. This is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Inner Child Press International. First, I must say we at Inner Press are proud to support my brother Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Inner Press International offer to you, his listeners, and all spoken word artists, and poets, a ten percent discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention Code Spoken Soul to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at Inner And we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Child Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.interchildpress.com. Thank you.
0: Coming to the stage, I want to give a warm, warm Spoken Soul Sessions. Welcome to Summer Rose, the poet.
2: All right, so this first piece I'm going to do is Resilience of Trees. The weeping willow trees are resilient. They bend their backs forward from the weight of silence that often follows their persistent cries. Their wounds stand out like exclamation marks, yet they are never heard. Some nights their voices sing to the wind. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrows. And the spirit of Sankofa on my back. And they say that granny had a tree. They say that trees are strong. Two worlds, two generations, two spirits. These trees, they tell stories. I see the old folk sitting there, teaching, thinking how to teach them to mind the trees, how to take the seas, pass from the generation to generation, and arc themselves forward. These trees, oh, they have seen many things. We then learn to tell the willows that it is okay to weep. Weep, little willow, your tears nourish the soil sit at her feet and listen to Nana's stories. She talks about feet running, running, running around trees, children's laughter, games of hide and seek, hiding happiness from masses eyes. But these trees, oh, how they are strong. And my fingers slip between groves of conversation, whispers, hopes, dreams, and visions. These trees tell stories. And she talked about feet running, running towards freedom. See those trees, see their timber, see these heavy arms, limbs for branches planted by the riverside. Their roots never leave from the wellsprings of life nourished by divine love. I see Nana tell her stories about nourishing roots. Sit still, my dear child, as she greases my scalp, nourishing my roots, my soul with her fingers. She say, look out the window and see those trees, plant with trees, gather her leaves, treat them well and find shade in the summertime.
0: Wow, man. Wow. It's so much to unpack with this piece right here, man. Wow. This piece right here is like, it's like one of those pieces that you would hear from a grill, Passing down traditions. This is what it reminds me of. Like so much history in this poem. Wow. What was... What was in your head when you was when when you wrote this? Like, what sparked this concept for you to write this piece?
2: Um, you know what? It was really interesting. Um, I had another artist that was singing um, her like a version of like a spiritual. She just kind of made her own thing, but she's she has a powerful voice. So she was just singing and barely playing her guitar, and I could envision like literally trees, and I thought of trees like someone just sitting and singing around like an open space. And I literally thought about the symbolism of trees and how we are the trees, our people, our, our history, our, uh. our, our ancestors and how valuable that is. Like while we're talking about all these kinds of things, but we have gotten so much value and story and it's important to connect with that, like implant that in us and, and, and understand that ingrafting like, we have had, like, you know, lessons and morals and and there's so much that has been poured into us from our ancestors. So we take that with us as we go through even our own um, modern-day trials or whatever. But we've had a strength. And mm-hmm. the idea of the tree being resilient is, yeah, we have been a resilient um, people. And, you know, and I thought it was important to capture. And then my connection to my own grandmother um in just in the sense of a sense of a strong matriarch of, a, of the family. Um, she just just who she was and thinking about like how how we always centered all of our, our, you know, special occasions, family things around my grandmother. It was always go to see granny and everybody from, you know, like it was just one thing where we would come and then we listen to stories. So it's important, I think for me, that kinship connection in our community is to remember where we came from, remember mm-hmm. the journey and remember and honor the stories that have been passed down to us.
0: Definitely. I agree with that sentiment exactly because this this is our tradition. You go way back in Africa, how our legacy and our traditions and our culture were always passed down through the grill, through the storyteller. That's it shows you how important the art of spoken word is. The spoken word, the art of spoken word was used to pass down our legacy. So when you, when you read that poem, I, I get reminiscent of my grandmother telling me stories of like my ancestors. Like I used to go to, I used to, go to my grandmother's house when she was alive and I, I, would, I would sit with her and I would just ask her all types of questions. Like, who was your brothers and sisters, all of your brothers and sisters, uh your mother, your father, your grandparents, and things of that nature and i and I went back and went back and went back until I found like I can go back in my generation three generations, the furthest I can go back, three generations, but it's asking questions and and getting it passed down, getting it passed down from relative to relative. So the power of spoken word is just so powerful, man. And that poem right there really highlights you know, it really highlights that old tradition of storytelling and passing it on. And it's is a forgotten art. We need to definitely we as a community need to pass down these oral traditions that we learned yeah. from our from our our grandparents and their and their parents and their parents. I was watching actually on that topic. I was watching, I believe it was like some type of documentary or something because I watch a lot of stuff. But anyway, I'm watching it and the lady was saying, why did you, why do you cut your meat like this? So you had four generations. You had the great, great granddaughter, the granddaughter, the daughter, then the mother and they all went back asking they all allowed why why did you cut the meat like that and then the great grandmother explained the reason why it's to cut the meat like this is because it wouldn't fit on the stove with the amount the, the the surface space we had with the stoves they made back then it wouldn't fit but it became a tradition that they will always cut this meat the same way their grandmother would cut it <laughs> you know what i mean just out of tradition Exactly. Even with the new space, you got you got the ample room to do it, but it was passed down. So I just thought that that was amazing that these legacies and these traditions get passed down to us. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's a powerful, powerful poem. What's the name of that poem again? That one is called
2: um, The Resilience of Trees.
0: The Resilience.
2: I wanted to touch on something quickly because you said about the oral tradition and actually in my studies, that is like what my, one of my major, like the, the cultural narrative and um, preserving that. So this, you just hit it on the head. That oral tradition is so valuable and it's kind of getting a little bit lost, but not necessarily through the arts. We have the opportunity to recreate it, but I also wanted to touch on, um, the symbolism of the trees. Cause you know, I like to kind of during this time, take some walks in nature. And I was thinking about what do, why, why is it that trees, like, why would I say trees are resilient? And I was thinking about the fact that trees can be so old Mm. and yet they're just there, but they've experienced so many things. Like if you think about maybe a tree in your neighborhood and then kids grow up and not literally, but symbolically, like the trees have been around for all those years and they weather the storm. They, I don't know, like there's so many things that we can say about trees. So for me that represents our strength of moving through those different passages of time and, you know, where we are. So to, to me, it's really encourage everybody to know that, yeah, we are strong. And if they could get through it, we can get through it, too. You know, so it, it's, it's that aspect of that symbolism and metaphor as well.
0: Hmm, definitely, because the trees represents birth and rebirth. You know, what I mean, when you really look at yes. the, the tree, how the tree sheds its leaves, the tree is still there. The roots is still there, but the leaves shed, they go away just like we do. But our family structure, that root is still there. So I love the fact that you use that simile and that similitude to actually compare the trees to life because it makes so much sense. I mean, it's beautiful because the way, when you look at the trees every season, all the leaves shed, it becomes naked. And then when the spring comes again, The the leaves resurface again It's rebirth, it's new life You know what I mean So it's showing you that life You know They say that energy is never destroyed It's either just transferred to another No, uh, it's either transferred But you can't destroy it So the fact that energy is not destroyed We as beings We are eternal We are, you know, we are forever The essence that we are made up of Don't die you know what I mean? Is that energy. And we understand this energy. The world will be a greater place because people would think to look forward. Instead of cause people got that that mentality, that YOLO mentality. Live, you only live once. So I'ma do everything. I'll mess up the world. I'm, I'm never coming back here again. But that's not the truth. You know what I mean? We we don't go nowhere. Our physical bodies may perish, but what makes us us. Is eternal, so I think that's deep. Just like trees, like you'll have a tree. Like I remember a tree when I was growing up, that was a like a skinny tree, and I left and came back, and that tree's a a big grown. You know what I mean? And it started yeah. off, it started off small. Like a little yeah, it started off small, but now it's there. So I, I love the fact that you use the trees as that similitude because it, it's very. Right. It's very beautiful, man. It's, 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 a, it's a dope I simile. I'm
2: going to read the last line because um, this was very pugnate to me because um, like what it says here, it says, plant with trees, gather her leaves, treat them well and find shade in the summertime. Mm. So, you know, the same thing echoed again. But um, the planting is is another theme, you know, because what we're in what we're putting in what are we what are we what, what like i talked about the roots so having that uh root source from a divine sense feed it grow it that's right it, keep going and then you know then what does shade uh, trees do when we have the scorching sun which could be like the outside uh natural effects or whatever circumstantial things we can find shade so it's like we create what it is that we desire you know in a sense
0: Mm-hmm. definitely very profound very profound which is a a perfect segue for us to get into your next piece (laughs) you got us open now so uh let me set the stage back for you man you're ready right now you ready to go back in oh yeah oh yeah all right so coming back to the stage i want to give a warm warm welcome to summer rose the poet
2: Is called Who Told You Identity Crisis? I wasn't trying to do this one, but I wanted to just go a little bit different. And um, here we go. We often walk around with distorted self-portraits. And there's really nothing gorgeous about being obsessed with our looks or proportions. A man stands in front of the mirror and all he sees are distortions. A woman goes to the doctor who then looks at the knife and tells her, I can fix it. Fixing things, fixing things. How did we get here? Identity crisis. I met myself in the mirror. I had to accept the fragments of the fragile pieces of the narrative. I couldn't make up. You see, this cover girl was about to come undone, so I slowly started taking apart the parts of a broken and darkened heart. Raw, just me. Face lines of tears down a brown skin face. The pain was my eyeliner. I found myself in escaping meditation, a prayer weeping on my lips as my lipstick broken. How could an image so crooked ever become glamorous? beautiful to a fault, when the shutting down of our internal cameras is spiritual assault, identity crisis. Too proud to let me go, I picked up the paintbrush and started covering up the spots of my blemished ego. Fixing things, fixing things, trying to fix ourselves is a check that never balances. Doing it ourselves instead of giving it to God, the task to unmask our broken canvases. And we see well with our physical eyes, but with darkened hearts, we are blind to see the results of Satan's lies, looking into the mirrors of our soul and wonder why our spiritual lives seem so grim. Well, when true light is hidden from our inner sight, then our insight is dim. But who told you you were naked? Who told you you were not good enough? Our minds are intoxicated by the enemy's cocktail, mixed media's myths. It's about time we look at ourselves and yell, plot, twist. You see, I've counted, I've lost count trying to think of the times truth and lies have been purposely intertwined to defray the minds of humankind. And like a drunken man, nearly tipping over, we've succumbed and are barely conscious, barely sober identity crisis we look to the mirror to see our flaws and all but when will we come down from the ladder of pride and climb the spiritual wall who taught you all this self-hatred who told you that you were naked who told you to crawl on your knees instead of standing on your own too who told you to be ashamed of you We have blurred self-concepts. Do you remember how the scheming schemer spoke to Eve and changed up the whole context? And so he told her, if you eat of this fruit, you shall not surely die. And there he began to teach our first parents their very first lie how to doubt and deny. You see, questions like, who am I, become hard to answer when we can't identify. Now, the picture in our minds are distorted, not because the mirror is dirty, but because you no longer see yourself the way God sees you. But you see, God sees through any form of distortion. So any part or portion of propaganda using your mind to make portions should be excised, executed, refuted, and aborted. Because too many hands of greed ferociously feed their deviant plans. But I got news for you. With God, everything is custom made, and if you check the details in his design, you see it's only A grade. It really doesn't matter whether you got on the right T-shirt, got tags, rock flags, or you're feeling fresh to death, like you were dipped in tide, because God thought about every detail from the outside and the inside. And just when the enemy thought he had you tightly in his clutch, Here comes our savior with the master touch and no Adobe Photoshop or Corel painter can create masterpieces like what God does with his paintbrush. You are the unrehearsed script in his stage play. He blinks his eyelids and your life is transformed. Metamorphosis, yet there's no metamorphosis because similes and linguistics don't stand up to his lyrics. So we must open our eyes. We must open our eyes because there's still more to see. It's time to accept your truth, your worth, because you are put on this earth to be all you can be. So no more hiding behind trees covering with leaves. It's time to see yourself in the image God created. This time, this picture will be the one celebrated. And every time you ask, am I beautiful? Your father will answer, yes, you are. I made you in my image so you don't have to go far. So if you don't think you are beautiful, I'm telling you, yes.
0: You are. Wow. 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 One more, time. One more time. One more time. Very, very, very inspiring piece. Oh, my goodness, man. That piece right there, man. Very inspiring. And it touches on a lot of what we're going through as a people. Identity crisis, man. And you see it today. You've seen it manifest itself today so prevalently when you see, you see a lot of the sisters trying to go into the knife, trying to change their appearance, trying to change what's natural. You got a lot of brothers trying to do the same thing. And it seems like nobody is is content with who they are trying to be something else. So that that concept identity crisis, man, I always say that our people, I say the African-American people, I'll use that term more black Americans or whatever you want to say. But we are so unique because of the fact that the trials and the tribulations that we've suffered here in America, a lot of times we get misunderstood. And yeah. the byproduct of that is that we don't have an identity. You'll find you'll find most likely you'll find black Americans being a part of anything like you can go as far as like religion or organizations or anything to try to identify and i believe that this comes directly from slavery that we lost who we were so we're trying to find who we are and it's it's it's, it's crazy it's so crazy how this world today how everybody's so caught up in the image and i love the fact of how you put so much emphasis on the fact that it's not about your beauty, your physical beauty. Physical beauty is going to fade. It's going to fade no matter what. It's going to fade. Like you're going to, you know, it's, it's going to be a time where you at your peak. And then it's going to be a time when you come to your decline. But the you, who you are as an individual, the light that you emanate, the light that you give out to others who, who are around you, that that you can help them see. It's what's important your character so i think that that poem right there it it really resonates with me and i was sitting back listening to it and i mean like really stuck into like the meaning of what you're trying to say like please tell us like what was in what was going through your head or what sparked the concept because i know a lot of times poets get inspired by concepts so it was something that you was watching or saw or, or something that affected you, that prompted you to write that. I would love to know what it was.
3: Um, I, hmm.
2: It's just a lot of things I think maybe at the time, um, you know, for, for a while in the last how many, 10 years or so, like there's been this, a lot of focus on, um, you know, of course, the eminent race issues and Um, In general, I think I was just kind of seeing a trend where I found like even my peers and just like in terms of like in school and stuff like that, everybody kind of following whatever was trending and not really um, feeling like they fit in. So in other words, in order to feel identified in the larger society, they would like kind of tag on to whatever is popular, whatever's going on, even if that meant to compromise maybe their own personal values. And I thought that was interesting. Um, I thought about you know the idea of not being able to feel like yourself and um trying to be something you're not in a subtle way, like it, it, like kind of just going along to get along, that kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And then I had a friend one time, like I I was writing, I started writing this piece, and um I don't usually put like my my Christian values or my religious views in my my pieces, but I was listening to some group called the p4cm and i think you've heard of them and then i saw how powerful they were and yet they still told their like story like they they spoke from a place where they where they know where they're like if they're speaking from their experience Uh and so i said okay and then it was it was encouraged with me that why don't you say something about yourself because usually like i have these poems where they're so a little bit intellectual or philosophical and they're kind of like speaking to an issue and then this time was like actually if you, if you listen kind of it's like the first like one of my first times that i really tried to find something that i could directly relate and then put a piece of that in the poem to make it mm. really so if i'm talking about identity i can't be talking to the world i gotta speak with the world and so i added my concept of or my experience with identity as well and i think it made a a great impact it felt very strange because it's like i don't write like that so <laughs> that's where it came from it's just it's just considering the, to- the the topic of identity overall what that means um for you know for us as people and what that means when it comes to knowing who you are knowing your values knowing whose you are and having some core like knowing you can always return to that that's the place you should involve from not what people say not what people think of you mm. what does like you want to see higher power, but w- what is your source of truth? Like, where are you defining yourself from? Because if that's clouded, then, you know, you're going to have a, a, not a true experience of living your truth. Mm. So that's where that came
3: from.
0: That's profound. That's truly profound, you know, because I believe, me personally, I believe that it's good to have some source. Or some some form of stability. And for a lot of people, religion does that. Or not even religion. I'm not even going to say religion. Your belief system. Because religion is something else. But as far as like what, what you believe and what you adhere to as an individual, everybody got their morals, their codes, and, the principles. and their right. principles. And I think that that alone, it helps us stay grounded as human beings. You know, like... I believe that belief is is deep, is deep because I believe personally that you need belief to manifest. So if you want to manifest change in your world, you have to have belief. That's the number one ingredient. You have to believe what you say in order to manifest. And a lot of times we get it mixed up and we get it, you know, we get it turned upside down and we utilize belief in the wrong in the wrong sense like if we want to manifest change for ourselves we want to manifest change for the world we got to believe in that and part of belief is action and a lot of times we leave off that aspect as as human beings we say oh i believe but we leave off the action because whatever you really believe is going to prompt action is going to prompt for you to take some form of action towards what you believe. If I told you that somebody was shooting around the corner, don't go around the corner, then you're going to take action. You're like, well, I'm not going that way. I'm going to take another route because I have that knowledge and knowledge is a prerequisite of belief. So I think the more we know, or the more we aim to know, the more, the more we aim to know, the more we aim to know, it'll be a little bit, you know, we can actually, you know, we can be better. We can make that change. We can affect change in our own lives and in the lives of the people that we love the most. But definitely, I, I can really identify with that piece. That, that's a dope, dope piece, man. So I know you got to go. I know that you are a busy, busy woman. But definitely... I got the I got the motorcycles in the back in my in my in my you got another piece that's why that's what I need I need one more piece for you I need you to bless my audience for one more piece let me let me uh set this stage for you for one final come around ladies and gentlemen I want to introduce you or reintroduce you to the words of Miss Summer Rose, the poet.
2: This piece is called Words Spoken. You heard a little snippet earlier, and this is the piece. No lips can utter the words of truth if within his own heart, deception lies. When words born not of love, but from the empty abyss of injustice, they fall like withering leaves to be gathered in a pile for their disposal. Then onto the receptacles to be filled, not with hope, but hopelessness. But the conscious mind doesn't waste words, takes heed, takes caution, seeing that his words are actions, So that when his words fall, they do not fall aimlessly to the floor, but into the receptacles of the soul. Even bones, tissue, and cells are affected. When voices unite with harmonious praise, no false spirit can disrupt it. Souls are set free and minds reach higher plateaus. Hearts confidently race at the prospect of new beginnings. What happens when positive words disappear like phantoms of the dark, can't see them, so wonder we wonder if they're really there? Looking for a word, we need a word. What happens when we lose perspective, no longer introspective, we believe lies, then we're furthest from ourselves? Caught up in illusion, now we become discouraged and our soul dies. Too many mindless words leading to mindless behaviors. We need a word. Let's start the conversation. It's time to free our minds from the mental stagnation. Time to become a real woman, a real man. Like Afri, give us new names like Afri, I can. Afri, you can. Afri, we can. What happened to the community? What happened to the lesson? Oppression. We need a new word. Too much dissecting and detaching from our connected realities. Now, not everyone shares the same story, but how can I become I while forgetting the we? It's time to make space for we identity Why can't we see beyond the obvious, focus more on how he or she sees? But we help create the forest and still can't see past the trees, the trees, the trees.
0: (laughs) That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> One more time, one more time, one more time, man. <laughs> wow. That piece, that piece in its entirety is, oh, man, it's so beautiful, man. That piece in its entirety is so beautiful and it's so inspiring. So inspiring, I want to thank you so much, my queen, for coming through and blessing the studio. I mean, like I stumbled upon you on Instagram. And from the first time I heard you spit, I knew you were dope. And I followed you, followed you, you know, so and I'm going to continue to follow you. Definitely. When you got I want you to tell everybody where they can find you at any projects you got out, anything you need us to support please let my audience know. So we'll definitely support you, Quinn.
2: Well, 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 um, this was an awesome and dope interview. I just want to say thanks again for having me to come out. This is actually my first, like, interview, interview on, on a podcast. This is dope. <clears throat> Thank you, Poet Black, for um, setting this up. And you can find me at Summer Rose the poet, D-A-P-O-E-T, the poet, on instagram i also am on soundcloud if you want to hear some recordings i am summer rose the soul poet on soundcloud and then i have a personal podcast uh called heard her say on spotify so, thank you so
0: heard her say y'all go check her out heard her say <laughs> On Spotify, I'm going to go follow you soon as I soon as I finish putting this together. I'm going to go follow you over there on Spotify. Definitely. My audience, please go find her. Shout out. Shout out that name of that podcast one more time.
2: It is heard her say. It's just uh, up and growing. Heard her say on anchor on Spotify. If you have Spotify, you'll be able to find it. Um, It's using anchor and it's heard.
0: Her say. heard her say I'm definitely gonna go follow you queen I'm gonna download all your episodes you got up there so just know you about to get some downloads Life and poetry and everything so there's a little bit of different topics um yeah that'd be dope thank you so definitely much. Queen I I appreciate you I really appreciate you coming through anytime you got you got anything coming up you got any books you trying to drop and you need a debut. Come on back to the Spoken Soul Sessions um, show and we'll definitely debut any type of projects you got coming out so we can be able to support oh, you, my oh, sister. Cool. Definitely. Awesome. So yeah,
2: I just wanted to say before you go, you see what you did there? You see what you set up? The last piece tied right into the themes you brought out in the conversation.
0: Definitely. It was like not a coincidence how that. <laughs> definitely. that just, it, it, it just moved like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Definitely, I gotta have you back on the show. Maybe one time we can probably cross promote with your show on my show. Who knows? You know what I mean? But definitely,
2: for sure, for sure. I, 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 this was such such an engaging and stimulating like conversation. Like it made me think so much. And it's you know what I'm feeling like is we need to have more of these conversations, <clears throat> and um, that's what we need in the community. We want to hear some. We want to hear some stuff to challenge our thinking, to stay up on our toes, to empower and motivate each each other so thank you for this dope experience it was worth it my time and I appreciate it so much and thank you to your audience for tuning in
0: definitely definitely all right my queen I'm let you go because I know you're busy but anytime man come on back and you guys go check her out heard her say her podcast is on Spotify please go check it out follow her you know and leave a comment and let her know that you heard her from the spoken soul session show definitely all right my queen peace all right ladies and gentlemen we're coming towards the end of this show and i want to remind all the audience you guys out there that's trying to get your 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 books out chat books any type of work of that you need published i have a hookup for you guys you can go over there to inner child press and you can get 10 percent off any package that they offer in their publishing packages and they have packages that range from 400 all the way to 4000 10% off just use the promo code spoken soul we'll math that we'll hear that that message one more time
1: hello this is William S. Peter Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from InnerChild Press International. First, I must say, we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Interchild Press International offer to you, his listeners, and all spoken word artists right and poets. A 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKEN SOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at in touch at innerchildpress.com. And we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Child Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.interchildpress.com. Thank you.
0: All right, family. We've come to the end of the show. I want to thank my guest today, Summer Rose the Poet, beautiful stimulating conversations we had i want to urge any of you guys if you want to get on the show you want to appear on the spoken soul session show shoot me an email at spoken soul sessions at gmail.com that's soul spelled s-o-l sessions at gmail.com hit me up with your press kit hit me up with links to where i can find your work where if you have anything published or not where i can read your work and i'll work on getting you on the show definitely i want to remind you guys to always speak your soul love each other and i love you and i hope you love me too